Ciao a tutti. Welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, our pursuit of happiness is looking at Vera Moretti. I'm Matthew Barber. Joining me this week are Joseph Druitt and Richard Trabwell. Say hello, boys. Hello. Ciao. Bellissimo. That was, that was fantastic. I feel so continental. <laughs> As I said, we're talking about Bira Moretti this week in our Pursuit of Hoppiness, a lovely, clean, crisp premium lager that I'm sure you'll all be very familiar with. Hey, before we don't get give the that, whole review away. <laughs> <laughs> those are my three descriptors. I really was saving up till later. You'll be hearing me say those words more later in the show. <laughs> before that, we've the small issue of a hop topic. Um, who shall I go to for that? Uh, Drabbers. Go, hit us with some knowledge. Okay, so it's not so much knowledge, but um, it's something we need to discuss. So we've been doing a lot of virtual recordings recently. We have indeed. I would say, yeah. Um, But we have planned our first in-face recording to be done this February. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like a really bad... Blind date. <laughs> when when <laughs> yeah. when this comes out, this episode comes out, we will have already done this recording that you're talking about. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. So basically, in a yeah, so basically in a previous episode, I mentioned I've been doing my own homebrew. Yes, and so my homebrew has finally matured and it is ready to be drunk. And we're gonna we're gonna do an episode all about my homebrew. Can I ask, have you bottled your homebrew? Is it ready and it bottled? It's 100% bottled and sitting there waiting to be drunk. Now, how did you find the bottling process? Ah, pretty simple. Great, that's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) No point, no point to go into unnecessary detail. I'm sure like the rest of us, we weren't interested to find out more about it. But yeah, that's fine. That's great. It's fine. I'm going to save all of that part for the episode. Because um, when when we review it completely. But the trouble is, I'm currently struggling with the name. For for my for my for, for for my IPA that I have created, um. So what I want for that is is I've got I've got two. I need some names thrown out from you guys for what my IPA should be called. But then I'm also going to do a bit of market research because I've started working on a label as well, and I just need some feedback from the label. So we'll start with names, and then I will show you some pictures of a label I've been working on, and you can give me some feedback if that if that sounds okay. I I can't wait for this. Yes. Reviewing labels, reviewing yeah. names of this is beers. Right up your street. I mean, this sounds like up my alley. If I'm quite honest. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 first things first. If you could throw some names out for my IPA that I've created, that would be great. <laughs> so, I've had an interesting uh, situation recently where I was talking uh, to my dad about beer, and he's very critical about how he doesn't really know what a craft beer is, and he doesn't really think that anyone knows. If I'm being completely honest, and he's also well. You okay. should listen to our last episode where we defined by the Brewers Association what craft brewing means. <laughs> um, I don't want to break the fourth wall, but this single recording session <laughs> is, is, is showing its uh, the, showing the cracks. But he also argued that also, well, I said, yeah, IPA. People say an IPA. Is it really an IPA? Because you know that whole thing about going over to India and all that sort of thing. And then he oh, said, yeah. it's true. Lots of people probably don't know what an IPA, IPA is. So we said, I think he even said the phrase, what's an IPA? And then he's like, that's a good name for one. Call it Watson. <laughs> and there could be, <laughs> what's an IPA? For the people out there who 
drink them and don't really need to know what's actually gone on in the background. But you've also no, stumbled like across, Barbara, like the name of a brand, which is fantastic, because then you can name all of your beers, the generic, the name of what the beer is, pale yeah. ale, lager, and it can all be under the exactly. Watson brand. Watson. So you've got yeah. a Watson yeah. pale ale. <laughs> What is Anne? <laughs> what is beers? <laughs> what is beers? What is this? Yeah, uh, actually, I think you've stumbled across something. That's so, and that's also very memeable. So you've hit into like one of the main like tools that marketers are and should be tapping into, really, but they aren't really in the beer industry. Is the meme side yeah. of, uh, of of uh, of of advertising, which is like actually make it relevant for people what they're doing right now. Everyone's spending a lot more time on the internet than they ever have done before, and they're learning. Things, pop culture, news, you know, facts about other people who mean There you go. And also, my other suggestion, slightly niche pop culture reference. I used to really love uh, Futurama. They had a thing with a car, and they were like, what's the, what's the car going to be called? And I think this would be a good name for the beer. Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird. Thunder <laughs> nice. Cougar Falcon Bird. I like that. I think that's sexy. That's great. Go on the Joe. Any Talking about great names of stuff, though, I do think that the best name I've ever heard of, of uh, there's obviously, when you put it out to the, and ask the public, Rich, you're kind of opening yourself up for this, where oh, yeah, you 100%. ask the public for things, you come back with some crackers. So there is a, a, an actual train that's called Trainee McTrain Face. Because that went out to a public oh, vote, and that, people voted Trainee McTrain Face. Was that before the boat? I had the Boaty McBoat Face. <laughs> and there is yeah. an RNLI like or an exploring boat that's called Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> oh wow! So, Rich, if I'm quite honest, your beer brand and your bottle beers might be called Beery McBeerface. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I'm I, I'm absolutely there for these sort of names because when you guys see the the picture I want to put on the label, I think you guys are going to love it as well. I mean, actually, I'm I'm all about it. I think actually we should okay. probably like embrace the meme and let's call it all a meme a meme beer brand. Well, well, I, w- I was going to say then. So we're, so I'm I'm going to show you the the picture I would like to put on my label, and I I would like your guys' opinion on it. Okay. I hope. I mean, this obviously isn't going to translate that well over audio, <laughs> which is this main medium of this podcast. <laughs> but we'll try right anyway. Now, these are all X-rated. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, right. so, so yeah, you're, you're tugging at the heartstrings uh, here. That's what's right. going on. So we'll have to explain a little bit about this, which I'm not sure I want to, if I'm quite honest. It isn't X-rated. <laughs> what Rich has shown us are four photos, a photo of each of each of the members of the podcast. It says Barber, Simo, myself and Rich. And um, Barber, there's a story behind your label, isn't there? Yes, there is. And actually, I come off quite well because this is not the worst photo of me, which, <laughs> looking at the other three, I think was the basis of your selections. There's a far worse picture of me from Joe's wedding, which um, was once shown to an attractive barmaid in Amsterdam when I, against my will. Um, <laughs> Uh, There is a picture of me, uh, uh, in this instance, on the label, um, sat, I'm riding a, is it a dishwasher or a washing machine? It was a washing machine. It was a washing machine, wasn't it? Um, I decided, for reasons I won't go into right now, to ride a washing machine down a lift in a block of flats in Bristol, uh, and the size... Basically, we had to yeah, we had to get the washing machine in the lift, and then someone had to be in the lift to yeah, because the lift could only be operated from the inside. Yeah. So someone, that was our logic. Someone had to go. So in. Someone had to be nominated, and because you were the smallest, you were nominated. 
<laughs> and by smallest, this is not a, a, a big margin. It was by like millimeters, but you got. I was going go, to try and plug it as being the most trim and, and, and slimlined. Yes. Um, yes, okay. But the, um, essentially, uh, the reason for my less than impressed look. Basically, on my us face, bigger boys got you into the lift. Yeah, and I thought it would be fine. This was also about 48 hours before our dissertations were, were due to be handed in. That's correct. And I had a bit of a panic and a wobble sat on the washing machine because it was a little bit too big. And this was a uh, lift with an interior and an exterior door. Um, And the interior door wouldn't shut, but the exterior door still locked. So I spent about 15 minutes sat on that washing machine thinking, oh, my God, I'm that guy who got stuck on a washing machine in an elevator (laughs) and missed his dissertation hand in. Um, so again this is a label of good memories for me um, what's going on in these other pictures uh, these other pictures I mean that is the best story behind that for the pictures I'm sure we get these labels we'll boost to the others so Simo is a is a fantastic like just cash. if I'm quite honest it's a normal Simo face it's yeah. a grimace that he's doing uh, for me it's definitely a photo that's been taken from either either university freshers week or a tramps nightclub <laughs> night, you know, from yesteryear in Worcester, and I've got some sort of neon paint on my face, and I'm doing some lewd, uh, you know, tongue action at the camera. Uh, and then Drabbers is, is, I mean, if I'm honest, it's a normal picture of Drabbers, you know? <laughs> the moustache is, is obviously... It was uh, last obviously. week. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit recent. It is the most recent photo out of the rest of them. But thanks, because... Uh, you're the I'm well. I do myself a favour, but the, the you three. I mean, that's nightmare fuel. Let's be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, so I, am I right in saying that those are in contention? Yeah. Your oh, labels. Yeah. yeah. So I've also got forward labels that I've made. Um. But that was. But that was just. I just want to see your review of one of of one of the labels. Well, on the back of that, I think we have to make Barber's one a reality because it's got a great story behind it. But you probably need about half an hour to sit down and explain the label each time someone <laughs> buys the beer. You're going to have to have a name that goes with it as well, like Washing Machine Jockey or, or something like that for, for if, that's the, if you want to go with that photo. All right, well, we're, we're intrigued to find out the results of, of, of A, how, of all things, of your beer brands that you're setting up, the name, the label... And more importantly, what it tastes like. So we're excited for that in a couple of weeks' time. Stay tuned. I'm going to move us on. We're going to talk about Beer Moretti. And if I think about Beer Moretti, I think of Italy. Mm. <laughs> That's where I left it at that. I also, I'm assuming Moretti is someone's name, but I just hear the word Moorish. Also, bit Moorish beer. Like, okay. like, the only time, the first time I tried Beer Moretti was at a festival. So every time I hear Beer Moretti, I get a flashback to... Jamie Oliver's Festival is the is the only oh, time I've ever drunk beer Moretti properly. Ah, I remember working at a bar in Bristol, and one of the regulars in there um, used to come in. He'd always come in on Saturday night, and I was like, "How was your Friday night?" He was like, "Yeah, me proper sound." Or he went home. I had a couple of Morettis, and I went to bed. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, Moretti." He's like, "Oh, mate, beautiful beer, absolutely beautiful Moretti." Uh, and then I gave it a try, and actually, I was. It's been with me ever since. So I'm a big fan of Beer Moretti. I've had it quite a lot. It's very, very popular around London, uh, and it always seems to be the one. If you go to a work function, there's always a Beer Moretti uh, available. Uh, you know, at, at this thing. You mean a party? I, I, <laughs> as, 
it was no, a, sorry, it's a, it's a, work a work event. Function. A work event. <laughs> it's a work event. You know, come on. We're working. It's like a Christmas party. It's not yeah, a Christmas party. Having, it's a work event. You've got a career as a politician going on, I think, mate. There you go. So, um, I was looking into a bit more about Beer Moretti, uh, what it's all about. And so, Beer Moretti has remained almost unchanged since 1859, which is when it was founded. It's a pretty good in innings. And it was created by the most Italian-named person I could think of, Luigi Moretti. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell me he's got a brother called Mario in a minute, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and what he referred to as his beer and ice factory. Ah, beer and ice factory. Beer and ice factory. And it was founded more than a century ago, so 100 years ago, for those that don't know what a century is, <laughs> uh, in, in uh, Udini, Italy. Yeah. Where in, the, from? in the Fruili region during the unification oh, of Italy. You know what I really appreciate is like factories and shops that sell exactly what they're selling. So yeah. beer Moretti was beer and ice. And we've got and we've got a shop that like near us that is just phone repair and alcohol. Like <laughs> it's just it's absolutely fantastic that the shop has gone, we're gonna name what we do. Thank God. Like, I'm it's absolutely very there smart. for it. Like the genius who came up with nice biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do love a nice what biscuit. Sh- what, sh- what should we put on our biscuits? How about nice? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Does exactly as it says yeah. on the tip. On sale. <clears throat> so... I'd still say that, you know, knowing that Beer Moretti is from 1859, it's still made in a very traditional way. Uh, and as they say that they, they use the very best raw materials in their beer. Most beer companies will say something along the same lines. Uh, but what they say is that they have a special blend of quality hops. Uh, you know, again, they don't go into more detail about that. It's a very close guarded secret about what kind of hops they have and stuff. I guess you know, they're going down the whole, you know, special recipe, you, you know, Five USP, secret herbs and spices, sort of five. Five, five spice uh, about this thing. Um, is, it, <laughs> is it five? So I think you and I were at cross-references there. I was thinking five secret herbs and spices from <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I think you're thinking of Chinese five yeah. spice. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a Michael McIntyre sketch. Five spice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am five spice. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> That's it. All the best podcasts have got hosts with sort of like borderline telepathy about their their references. <laughs> well, on the, at least we know we're on the same page. Yeah, if not, completely not, but still. <laughs> same page, different book. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who do you think owns Bira Moretti? Uh, and Mr. Moretti. It's a good example. Mr. Moretti. It's uh, not It's both wrong, unfortunately. It's Heineken Company. Oh. Ah. Bloody Heineken. But are you surprised? No, not really. It's European beer. A, a big European beer that's available pretty much everywhere in Europe. And it's, it's good. It's a good What's beer. It like? I'm, I'm becoming less and less surprised when a really nice beer has been brought out by a big company. And I'm just going to go, oh, okay. And I think to build on that, a nice beer. Like Actually, what we're finding is... Heineken are buying up quite some good... Some, it's not just about the brand for Heineken. It's about the fact that they have a good-tasting product, and that's really what they're, they're judging quite a lot of their purchases on. We talked about their purchase of Langanitas not that long ago. A very, very good product, as Richie nice. attested to. 
So it seems like Lang- like Heineken are trying with their new purchases of, of, of beer companies to kind of look at their the yeah. prompt. I think I'd second that. I'd second that also because I know it of like I know of the beer. I know what it tastes like. I know the occasion the occasions when I have drunk it and would drink it again. Weirdly, what comes to mind for me is that I'm going for a rather civilized picnic. This is obviously a lockdown story, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I want to say that I'm. Uh, a little more sophisticated than our premium 4% lagers. Uh, and I wanted to go a little less obvious than, you know, your Peroni or something like that. I'm going to have a couple of beers um, at a nice picnic scenario. I'm going for Birra Moretti and a lovely opaque uh, brown bottle to uh, <clears throat> combat against uh, sunlight soiling, which is not the term for it, but is one I prefer more. <laughs> but I kind of know about the product, but I don't really think it has much of... I, I'm hoping one of you guys is going to fill me in on what it is, but I, to my mind, there isn't much of an identity there. I think of it with a bottle that's got a little picture of who I'm guessing was Luigi uh, Moretti on the front of it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, apart from I see there's a few uh, ads on TV for it, which looks like sort of inner city communities dwelling and and having a Moretti before. It looks like it's maybe Tuscany or, or uh, well, Florence or, or somewhere like that. But um, I don't know. Well, I, in my mind, it doesn't. Sorry, go on. Or Udini, just where it's from. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I've not been there. Enter, enter metropolitan Italian city here, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Could, yeah. Be, could be Milan, could, could be Turin. Although, actually, no, it was more... I did pick Florence, because actually, if I mentioned I work in travel... Uh, I, I was going to say, I think you need to name to. at least three new cities in Italy, because you work in, in Europe travel. Let's go. Oh, so do you know what? I really want to go to Matera. Okay, Matera. Do, do you mean new as in the ones that I've just invented? Yeah, yeah, or, no, what, or, or, or the track, I think people should go the beaten track. Ones that we might not know about. I didn't know I about really Matera. want to go... I've not been. I really want to go to Mecce, Matera and Lecce. Lecce is like the Florence of the South. Uh, and I've already been to Florence, but I can't think of a better city. So Florence it is. All right, Travis, when do you think the Bir Moretti was taken over by Heineken? Uh, 2013. It's 1996, so not that close. <laughs> <laughs> he could have said during the Second World War. <laughs> he could have said anything. And it would have been closer to what, I, what it he actually could have was. Said, could have said five. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it was. I think it was an admirable effort, Travis, <laughs> to be commended, not punished, not punished. So in that acquisition, though, what I found quite interesting, that obviously the brew sites that uh, you know, Beer Moretti is talking about how the fact that they've always had the same kind of beer, it's not really unchanged through all that time since 1859 when Luigi started up the brewery, all this other stuff. When Heineken purchased uh, Beer Moretti in 1996, they actually sold the brewing plant, the original brewing plant, to a, another company called Castello Beer Company, which must be a you know regionally well-known company in, in Italy. I've never heard them before. So actually, they sold the original brew brewing site of this brand. That feels really harsh. And that's and that, well, I mean, maybe it just didn't make any sense. So they basically bought the brand of Beer Moretti, the IP rights to produce this beer, and that's what they do. They now just built, they just make this. Maybe they have a brew site in in Italy, so it's still Italian in that sense. But you know, they basically have just they own Beer Moretti, but it's no longer in the original brewing site. You know, you've got to make a value judgment on that, really, haven't you? How important do you think the intellectual property is of, you know, the recipe or, or you know, where they're sourcing 
because the brucite doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to use always use the same uh, hops or the same yeast strain as we've heard about yeast strains being very Im Im important or the um, the same malted barley is it about the bricks and mortar and, and the location where it originally started out or is it about the um, sticking with the <clears throat> some consistency of the actual uh, ingredients but it feels it feels kind of like sacrilegious in one way sort of thing that you've taken away from the original brew site you've gone from where beer moretti first started and it's kind of it just takes them away from the originality and i feel that's just like a little bit harsh because like it's we look at all these craft breweries from nowadays and we start from our roots we start from the arches in london we start from in Camden Town, all this sort of thing. Why, why are we taking it away? And they've literally just—they've well, just—they've just brought the name, the name which well, so felt I'm unnecessary. Gonna, I'm going to play—I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. I'm going to say it depends on how you originally started out, because for all we know, unless you know more about Moretti than I'm giving you credit for, it might be that the actual brewery they had originally was just like a wooden hut. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just at some point they had to go, I think we need some more sophisticated kit, lads. We can't we can't go and stay here. Um although Joe looks like he's about to hit us with some knowledge. <laughs> Thanks, Father. Thank you, Pat. I'll pick up from here. Um no, I mean there's a reality there. You just hit on a you both hit on a lot of things there. But Barbie more so. In the <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is like winning the quiz all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but more so because, like, quite literally, breweries are going to expand. They're going to change, you know, they're going to upscale. They're going to get bigger over time, you'd hope anyway. If you're doing it right, you're going to be getting bigger and you're going to be growing. And so not all brew sites can hold and sustain that, that growth. I mean, we talked about in a hot topic recently about, uh, you know, uh, one of the oldest UK's breweries in Stockport having to like moving their brew sites to off out out of their original one for they've been there 182 years and they've moved to another one and it's for a combination of different things it's not just because of the essence of where they were and because they have to be you know we talked about other brew sites that have you know they no longer are brewed in the exact same space where the first where their first beer was created, but does that mean they're any less of that okay, beer? So I, d I just don't think but, so. But you're, you're coming to point. So beer Moretti, they feel from the way they're advertising everything, they're steeped in history, and that's there's there, there's a lot of. But that's not gone away no, though. But it's that's not, not like that's not. But 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 I feel it is. This beer is it is steeped in history. It's, it comes back from ages and ages and ages, but. I feel we've got a lot of new breweries. Yeah, I get why I get why they move on. But if you've been around for so long, why? Why sack it off? Well, I, I guess I mean there's obviously like they they must have realised, or Heineken when they made that purchase in 1996 must have realised that they just didn't need that brew site and they were, had another brew site. Maybe they already had, as they probably did do, a big brewing site in Italy already, which could take on mm. and take on the capacity that they already had from Beer Moretti. Yeah, I mean, at that time, ultimately, money talks, though, doesn't it? Oh, so, yeah. Let's say, yeah, I mean, Beer Moretti yeah. maybe may sat there going, it's like, well, we're making our 100 litres a year and it's all going very well. 
People want 10,000 litres this, this is coming year. I say, sack them off because we're not moving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And maybe, and maybe this is the marketer of me, but there's nothing on Bia Moretti's brand and communications and messaging that says, we're brewed on the exact same spot that we've always <laughs> have been. You know, there's nothing to do with that. It's just they talk about how the fact that they are the Italian passion for brewing. And I'd say that's still the case. If they are still brewed, as they probably are, at some level in Italy, I'm sh- I'm sure they're not exclusively brewed in Italy anymore, and because they are such a, a big brand nowadays, they've got a lot of hectoliters being sold all around the world. But at the same time, they're still brewed in essence in some level in Italy. What, so what I will say in support of Travis's argument is <clears throat> the little sort of old. I, I couldn't quite know how to describe the the man on on the uh, on the label, um, but uh, stereotypical I, I, Italian. Well, and, and maybe a little bit old timey at the same at the same yeah. time, but also yeah. I I do look at it and I think yeah, there's a sort of um, overarching theme which is pretty much set in sepia tone. It's the label is is in is in dark. The writing yeah. is in dark beige in a lighter mm. beige background. <laughs> With there's this sort of that that to me has smacks a little bit of. Also, if you watch the the Godfather Part Two, with the bits that are set earlier on. I'm so sorry to have done that. I mean, actually, um, I don't know if this has come in, in episodes before, but I've gone, Italy, I've got to talk about the Godfather. <laughs> but I think there is a little bit of that kind of, I don't know, yeah, like that phrase came to me first, being set in sepia tone. No, it, it is. It's, 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 it's a Mediterranean yeah. slash Italian vibe of having those kind of like colours that want to work. The- yeah. Colors. It's not contrasting. It's kind of they kind of blend together. They're quite smooth yeah. feeling, quite warm feeling colours. Sepia yeah. would have done yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we agree. So um, I was looking at their beers, and of of uh, over the course of uh, this this podcast, there have been a few things that I've really, 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 really enjoyed on brewers' websites. <laughs> If anyone's ever got five minutes, uh, spoiler alert, go and have a look on, on Bira Moretti and um, there's a whole section dedicated to our beers. So, gents, riddle me this. How many beers do Bira Moretti produce? Um, oh, it's a big company. I think I think it's a thousand hectolitres. Sorry, I was thinking of beer beer labels. Uh, rather than actual quantities of the beer they oh. make. Does that make do, do you know, sorry, I should have clarified that. How many how many beers? You know, so like, you know, Camden, Camden Brewery, yes. they do what do they do? They do an IPA, they do their lager, they do, you know, they do a Marmite collaboration more recently. They do um I can't think of more, but I'm sure there are several. Um, um any guesses to how many beers they make and don't get it first time? Beer, beer types of... or beer range? Yeah, 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 um, yeah okay. Our beer products, which is where I came to. I'm going to go for 12. I feel they've been around long 12? enough. Yeah, they're going to yeah. do 12 beer types. Joe, answer not in hectoliters, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll downgrade from a hectoliter. Uh, yeah, I think different types of beer. I think they probably have, uh, yeah, a handful, maybe like five or six. Well, that's where you fools would be wrong. <laughs> Bira Moretti, strap yourselves in. They do Bira Moretti. Nice. Bira Moretti Zero. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so they very much keep keep close to their core about what that, their product the, is. I, I believe the phrase is sticking to the knitting. 
Um, Vera Moretti Lautentica, if I'm saying it, which I think the authentic, maybe way to say it. Uh, and they do an alcohol-free. So moving with the times, because uh, I don't know how long, that's why we'll fact check for you, how long they've been doing um, the alcohol-free beer. But, Last two um, years. Oh, there's a man who knows. Um, but yeah, I think that's fair to say it's, it's, it's modern, isn't it? Because we've seen, you know, review. Refer to the last few episode, previous episodes on on uh, the rise of, of non-alcoholic. But um, yeah, I mean we've we've said before non-alcoholic is not a new new area, but it's it's certainly got a huge input impetus and demand from consumers where every single brewery worth their salt needs to be doing some sort of level of non-alcoholic version now. You know exactly. what? You know what? I I like to think if they're doing two kinds of beer, beer Moretti and non-alcoholic beer Moretti. Their non-alcoholic should be phenomenal. Which, I mean, if I'm honest, with the track history that we've tr- we've we've studied on this podcast, is that you know ales don't do very well in the non non-alcoholic. It's very hard to find a good non-alcoholic ale. Adam's Ghost Ship is probably the one that you've had, which yeah, as you said, was a good ale in non-alcoholic side or zero point five percent. But lagers, and this is a pilsner. Um, this is technically classed as a pale lager, but it could be fitting that pe- in that pilsner category as a beer Moretti. I I've got high hopes for their zero. Yeah, well that's it. I, I generally I have I have high hopes too because they have beer Moretti, and then they've got non-alcoholic beer Moretti. So they've only got two things to think about, and like it's a. Yeah, and weirdly though, I mean, I'd say particularly with um, <clears throat> Heineken backing, one thing I'd say is I didn't know that they did an alcohol-free one. Heineken, I'm asking that as a question. Is it yeah, Heineken's People. got one of the best, like, yeah. la- like non-alcoholic pil- yeah, no, like lagers out there. I'm saying Heineken bought Birmingham there, right? 1996. Yeah, so I would have thought, you know, like um, they would have a bit of. Uh, economies of scale shall we say in the marketing sphere yes um i only i only knew and there was me laughing at them for only doing two beers to in truth prior to that they as far as i was aware they only did one so like um i maybe i'm saying that they should be pushing the the non-alcoholic but again i think they're probably it's kind of just occupying that space a little bit isn't it um that said, but this is I, the, this is the thing about well, beer it doesn't really appetise itself so overtly. It just it's just there, it's available, and it's become like it's gone very popular in the UK just because of availability and the fact that it's a good quality product. I think you know taste. We haven't really talked too much about the taste wise, but it's a clean, crisp. What are the other other word that you need to use in this segment, Barbara? I think I called it. I think I called it premium. But yeah, clean and crisp would be the ones I would go. Clean, for. crisp, and premium, Barbara. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Refreshing. Refreshing. There you go. I would say mm-hmm. completely that it's something a little bit different as well. Like it's not your average, like pale lager. You know, you're thinking no, pale yeah. lager. You're thinking, you know, kind of something that hits with more kind of a lighter palate, you know, maybe even a Budweiser. Um, you know, but Moretti's got a bit of a bit of a flavour to it, hasn't it? Yeah, what percentage are we? It's 4.6%. Yeah, so I, that kind of nestles quite nicely in between your four percenters and your, you know, your your, your Cronenberg 1664 mm. stronger, stronger yeah. profile ones. It's, it, I, I quite like that. To me, it makes a lot of sense to occupy that sort of middle ground. You know what? It's just, I, I quite like beer Moretti. It's, it's a beer that sits well for me. If I was, if I was in a pub and they were like, ah, We've got beer Moretti, but like, yes, I'll probably get one of those sort of thing. If, and it's uh, it's 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 not something I would ac- 
actively go out and search for in a supermarket or anything like that. But if they had it in a pub and they were like, ah, we got beer and I'd be like, yeah, I'll go for one of those. They're passionate about beer. That's probably a good way to say it. I've been looking. They really nicely illustrate the brewing process. If anyone ever has five minutes, go and have a look at their, their website. One thing that was new to me is I would have thought that a lot of brewers just get their malt as malt. But I know that they do factor in that they get the barley, they mix it with the water, germinate in, into malt, then they dry it, and then they take the malt and, 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 and roast turn it into the flour that they're actually going to then um, <clears throat> turn into the wort. So that does strike me as an, as an extra step, unless I'm underestimating what everyone else does a little bit bit later on. No, I mean, the um, fact that wort is even made as part of the brewing process is a, is a very traditional method of brewing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It also, I think, quite nicely illustrates that um, um, you, you uh, add the hops in, but then there's another step once it's in the fermentation vet. It kind of just highlighted for me, and I think it's quite easily forgotten, that the yeast is, is kind of late on in the process. I really like they've got a random in- introduction of mustache, which is actually just <laughs> after after fermentation in the fermentation vat, they just kind of let it chill. I never knew that that's what mustaches mean. <laughs> <laughs> but then they just, just filter and then they, they stick it into, into barrels. Really I, nice and I, I don't think it means in a general brewing process. I think it's, it's very specific for beer moretti because mustache and beer moretti is very much a, it's like part of their brand is the mustache. Yeah, yeah, big time. And just, but I don't know, it's maybe, I don't know, what do you think of when you think of a mustache? I, I think, uh, um, oh, Travers. <laughs> that's way better than anything I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say patience and sophistication. So you're right. Yeah, Travers, I, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was just the one I was going. I was going to ask you guys. <clears throat> I am curious. I've got to say, you get to a bar, mm. and you've got a choice of Bira Moretti. This is draft, so you're going to have. You know, you're in the UK. You're going to have a pint. Bira Moretti, Peroni, Stella Artois, and and Budvar. Which of those four are you? Let's assume they're all priced the same. Which are you going to have a pint of? It would be Beer Moretti or Peroni for me. I'm I'm going to say Peroni. It'd be uh, that would that would be my choice. Uh, a pint of Peroni, premium a premium drink over. Yeah, I th- I think I think I'd go Moretti. I don't know. The thing is, is, is that's absolute nonsense. I'd change my mind each time I go in. I'd go for a Budvar every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think, uh, but I think out of those no I think out of those it's, it's interesting though because it's like actually you know beer moretti is not one of it is not the biggest beer in that premium lager category as we just discussed there out of that list that you said there the beer moretti is probably in the third or fourth of that list it's probably at the yeah. lower end Budvar mm-hmm. might even be more popular because it's that Czech, Czech side but beer moretti is popular in a lot of a lot of different ways and it's been gaining popularity in the UK just because it's something that little bit different. Out of all those beers that you've just said, which are very clean, Pilsner-esque, lager-esque, you know, pale lagers, beer Moretti doesn't taste like a pale lager in that traditional sense. It's It's got something a bit different to it. It's got a bit more flavour to mm. it, a bit more rounded notes. It's a bit more like kind of golden. Golden isn't even a taste, but it, you know you can almost taste saying, golden. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a bit more ambery yeah. and stuff. It's a bit more like it's got that... 
you know, and that's down to the hops that they're using. That's down to the different, more maltiness that they're getting through with the beer. The Italian passion. And I think the Italian passion <laughs> does come through. But Peroni is the Italian passion as well. But it's yeah. a very different taste of Peroni. It's also, if you're thinking of both of them on the same spectrum of lagers, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Peroni being the clean, crisp lager spectrum and Moretti being the, the more bodied, multi-flavor lager spectrum. So Beer Moretti on Instagram has uh, 6.5k followers. And on Twitter, they've got 4k followers. But again, they split that up by country. So there we go. Wow. So I think if you're looking for a different type, if you're, if you're not a Peroni fan and you're more of a Brooklyn Lager fan, then you're probably going to like a Beer Moretti. That's a good, that is a really good Yeah, yeah that's a I good like analogy. That. That's why they pay the big bucks. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>